I started this, oh, probably about four Sunday nights ago, and I do have a handout for you that you can pick up after the teaching. I looked at uh, my notes today, and uh, I intended to get finished uh, with this teaching tonight, but I don't think we're going to make it. Um, So make sure that you grab one of these. It's two full pages um, on the ABCs of healing, basically taking the alphabet and then tying in healing to every letter in the alphabet. For example, we talked about A stands for accomplished. And that is the believer must realize that healing is an accomplished work. It is not something God is going to do. It is something that he has already done. In Isaiah 53, surely he has, past tense, borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Amen? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Then, of course, B stands for believing. Believing God and believing his word has much to do with receiving God's blessings for our lives. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So we take, we possess, we grab hold of, we seize, we take possession of what grace has so wonderfully provided in divine healing. Believe you receive. And then C stands for confession. We've talked about believing. Amen. So it's only logical that we should talk about confession. Because they go together. And this is just by review, you understand. In Romans 10 and verse 10, the scripture says that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So faith to be operative in our lives must be in two places. We must believe the word in our heart and then say what we believe out of our mouths And it brings us unto full salvation. And then D stands for determination. How many of you know about the woman with the issue of blood? She had a determined heart. She pushed through the crowd to get to Jesus. Amen? And then E stands for expectation. And I want you to open your Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 5 if you would. Mark, the fifth chapter. Not only did this woman have a bad report and an issue of blood for 12 years, she was nothing better but rather grew worse. But when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now, here's what she said. I believe it's verse 28 of Mark chapter 5. For she said, one translation says she kept saying, this is something that she was determined about and we notice here, if I may but touch his clothes, what shall I be? I shall be made whole. So the next part is expectation. Expectation. She expected to be healed. Every time you open the word, every time you have hands laid upon you, every time you get in the presence of God, expect to be well. Expect for the Spirit of God to quicken your mortal body. Amen? Amen. And then F stands for faith. You know, many times in the Word of God, we see faith and believing going together. Amen. 
I think I'm moving a little bit too quick. So let's just slow down just a minute. Let's go back to this idea of expectation. Expectation. Did not this woman with the issue of blood receive her healing? Amen. The disciples said, uh, you know, Jesus said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you know, master, look at all these people. How can you say who touched me? Luke says that somebody touched me. Amen. What was it? It was not the touch of curiosity. It was not the touch. Oh, if I may just touch his clothes because he's famous. No, it was the touch of faith. Amen. And so when she got healed, the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came down, uh, fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. And so she had a determined faith. She had an expectancy about her. Amen. How many of you remember the story of the centurion? The centurion came requesting that Jesus would heal his servant. The, the centurion was full of expectation. Jesus said, okay, I'll, I'll come and heal him. Now the centurion said this, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Has he not spoken the word over our lives? Has he not declared, praise God, that healing is the children's bread? Has he not sent his word and healed them and delivered all of us from our destructions? Amen. We've got 66 books full of life. Glory to God. And so a determined faith. And a man or a woman that expects to be healed will not be disappointed. And then F stands for faith. You know, Jesus said time and time again, your faith has made you whole. Say that with me. My faith makes me whole. Somebody says, yeah, but that was in Bible days. We're still in Bible days. And, and faith hasn't been done away with. He's given every one of us the measure of mountain moving faith. Now, there's 28 times in the New Testament where Jesus either healed individuals or he healed a small group. And 19 out of the 28 times, there is a reference to the faith of the individual. Our faith has something to do with activating the power of God. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, there is no limit to what our limitless God will do in response to limitless faith. I'm going to say that again. Wigglesworth said, there is no limit to what our limitless God will do in response to limitless faith. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you glad you've got faith? Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I'm, I'm praying for faith. You don't need to pray for faith. You need to develop your faith. But God's already given you the measure of faith. Now, what we do with that measure once we're born again 
is we exercise that measure. Amen? We develop that measure. We use that measure of faith. And we start out where we're at. And we need to be sober concerning where we are at in our walk of faith. You know, sometimes we hear huge and wonderful, great testimonies of people that have been walking in the Word for 50 and 60 years. And we see all the things that they have and all the things that have been accomplished and all that God has done for them. Well, we know that God's no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. Amen? And the ones that I know that have had that kind of success in their life didn't start out that way. Amen? They may have jets now, but they start out believing God for socks and underwear. <laughs> so, so, so wherever you're at today, don't be down on yourself. Be big on God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Amen. Well, somebody said, well, this person got their healing without doing anything. They just trusted God. Well, thank God for that. But you may not be there. And there's no condemnation if you're not there. You've got to be sober in your thinking. And you've got to understand the leadership of the Holy Spirit for your life. Say it with me. I have a measure of mountain moving faith. And so G then stands for the gifts of healings. The gifts of healings. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul speaks of the working of the Holy Spirit in and through the body of Christ. He talks about different gifts. He talks about different manifestations that occur by the working of the Holy Spirit in the life of believers. And among these gifts are the gifts, plural, of healings. Glory to God. And working of miracles. And these gifts of the Spirit manifest as He wills and bring special blessing to people. And as a church, we need to be coveting earnestly the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our midst. And of course, not just through the pastoral staff, but through you. You are a believer. You can have a healing flow through you. Amen? Look at your hands. Say, these are holy hands. And I can lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. You know, you can even lay hands on yourself. Anybody ever done that before? Some symptoms come into your body? Some symptoms attached themselves to me when I was down in Oklahoma. I completely lost my voice. And uh, I thought to myself, well, praise the Lord. There aren't any other hands around here, so I better lay hands on myself. Amen. Of course, Brenda's hands were there. Amen. But gifts of healings. You know, that's one thing that Brother Hagen really had us praying a lot about was the power gifts. The gifts of healings. And the working of miracles. Amen. And the gift of special faith. These things need to be prayed about. These things need to be coveted. These things need to be expected in our midst. Amen. And so G then stands for gifts of healings. Amen. And then I like this one. H stands for hearing. When it comes to healing, many people think only of the end result. 
they don't consider some of the other elements involved in getting there. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, if you would. And notice with me in verse 17. Luke, the 6th chapter and the 17th verse. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of the disciples and a great multitude of people went out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to do what? They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. I want you to pay particular attention. They did not come just to be healed. They first came to hear. And why is it important for us to hear? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so I encourage you to get into the word regularly. Find yourself some healing scriptures and then quote them and say them over and over and over again in your life. Matter of fact, we've got a great healing CD that's available to you for free in the bookstore. Something that Pastor Tom and I put together many, many years ago. It was kind of funny. We were just down in Branson, Missouri, and we were staying at James's house in Esther and Little Eden. And uh, James, you know, uh, had, had, had to really get hold of the word of faith when he was young. He really needed to grab hold of healing scriptures. And so he'd listen to his dad's CD on healing over and over and over again. And so he came downstairs and I was in the kitchen having some coffee or something like that. And he had that CD plan on his iPhone. And he was quoting it verbatim. He was quoting it verbatim. And he sounded like me. And I thought, you know what? If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And I was still battling some symptoms. So you know what I did? I went into my room and turned myself on. <laughs> Glory to God. It's the word of God. And faith will come. Uh, I don't want to say it more quickly, but faith will come as you hear yourself speak God's word. There's just something about speaking God's word over your circumstance and calling those things which be not as though they were until they are. Somebody said, well, I, I don't really feel like doing that. That takes work. Now we got your case. Yes, there's work involved in it. Oh, but the rewards of hearing God's word on a consistent basis are just absolutely outstanding. So faith then cometh by hearing. If faith comes by hearing, faith goes by not hearing. Now, here's a rut that we can all get into, especially if you've been in the Word a few years, like many of you have. It's easy to get in the rut to go by memory. You know, just reciting the Word without your heart being actively involved in it. That's why it's good for us to open the Bible and to open the Scriptures Somebody said, Pastor Mark, I've read Matthew 8, 17. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. I've read it over a thousand times. Read it a thousand more. And do it in faith. And get your heart activated in it. 
Hallelujah. It's also good to praise God while you're reading healing scriptures. Amen. You know, Dodie Osteen is Joel Osteen's mom. She was healed of liver cancer, I think, over 25, 30 years ago. The doctors gave her, gave her up to dead, sent her home with John. Brother John heard God on the floor and prayed and believed God. She didn't look any better. She didn't feel any better for days or months. But she kept reading about 50 healing scriptures. And one thing that I picked up from Dodie Osteen is while she was reading those scriptures, she was also praising God. Well, somebody says, well, how, how does that look? How would you do that? Here's how it may look for you. Father, I just want to thank you today that Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. I just want to give you praise this morning that what Jesus took, I need not take. And what Jesus bore, I need not bear. Just lift up your hands and have yourself a revival in your bedroom. Have yourself a revival in your automobile. Have yourself a Holy Ghost revival on Bart. Amen. Oh, Father, I just want to praise you. And incidentally, when you're on Bart, other people don't need to hear you praising God. You can have a heart-to-heart communication with the Father of Spirits in the midst of a lot of people. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put, try this one on for size. Just raise your hands right now and say, Father, I just want to thank you that you sent your word and you healed me and you delivered me from all my destructions. And I believe that. And I say that. Lord, I want to praise you tonight that you not only forgave me all my iniquities, But you have healed me of all diseases. And I give you glory tonight that you are my redeemer. And you have redeemed me from the curse of the law. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's that's exercising your spirit. Praise and praying in tongues and worship is a expression or a way, if you will, of exercising your spirit. And during the same time, you can be meditating in the word. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, I thank you. Glory to God that by your stripes, I was healed. Glory to God. Meditation builds a capacity for greater faith. Because when you meditate in the word of God, you actually see yourself with what God says is yours. Amen. The ability to see is a very precious thing. I'm not talking about seeing with these outside eyes. I'm talking about seeing with the eyes of your heart. And when you see with the eyes of your heart, your spirit man will be flooded with light. For the entrance of his word brings light. And in that word is healing power. So meditate on the word word of God by day and by night. Yea, walk in the word and walk in the light. And the light of the glorious gospel shall rise up on the inside of you. And bring healing and health to every fiber of your being. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get saturated. Get saturated. Saturated with the word. Take the fear and tell fear to get out of here. There's always going to be annoying fears knocking on the door of your soul. But just 
Live a carefree life. Give every situation and every circumstance that you are facing, give it and cast it over on God. And don't spend any more time in the fear zone. Spend all your time in the faith zone, the praise zone, the worship zone, the presence zone. And you will be so glad that you did. Say it with me. Faith Faith. comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear to my sayings. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, they are life unto those that find them. And they are health and they are medicine to all their flesh. All their flesh. Amen? That means they're medicine to your kidneys. God's word is medicine to your liver. God's word is medicine to your spleen. Hallelujah. God's word is medicine to your knees. God's word is medicine to your elbows. Your pancreas. Hallelujah. God's word is medicine to your colon. Amen. Life to those that find them. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) I stands for importunity. Importunity. Importunity, according to Vines, means shameless persistence. Say that with me. Shameless persistence. In Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. Let's look at that set of scriptures. Luke, the 11th chapter, verses 5 through 13. Just so predeshteve no sapalinde, basurudinge de bashtulavrande, masukulomande. Just because the manifestation has not happened yet, do not be discouraged, says the Lord, but spend time encouraging yourself and me. Yea, persist in faith. Walk in the word by day and by night, and you shall see the manifestation come in the not too distant future. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. Don't, you, don't, you do not have to have the full manifestation of, your he, of healing in your body to please God. Amen. Shameless persistence. Well, Pastor Mark, there's, there's cancer in my body. Does that mean I'm not in faith? If you're in faith, you'll know you're in faith. And just because there may be something going on in your body does not mean that God's not pleased with you. He loves us. And I just want to remind you that it's faith that pleases God. You can be in faith, fighting the good fight of faith, and be pleasing God when all hell's been breaking loose on both sides. Somebody says, how do you know that? Been there? Done that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, 
and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, uh, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey, is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence. He's bold, isn't he? He will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Read verse 13 with me. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit... So what is the moral of the story? What is the lesson in this story? It is not that God is unwilling and needs to be begged repeatedly. But rather, the story and the principle is this. If persistence and earnestness results in an unwilling friend becoming generous... How much more will persistent and earnest prayer result, come on somebody, in an already willing God to move on our behalf? Shameless persistence. The key phrase again is found in verse 13. If you then being evil or natural... Know how to give good gifts to your kids. How many of you like giving good gifts to your kids? How many of you like receiving good gifts? Well, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But we'll do both. Amen. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? You know what the answer to that is? Much, much more. Much, much more. Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So I stands for importunity. And then J. Can anyone guess what J stands for? Joy. Joy. Look over at Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. Nehemiah the 8th chapter, the 10th verse. It's really important that while we're in faith, we're enjoying it. Well, I'm just grinding it out, brother. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And you're miserable to be around. There's no faith in that. There's no faith in a sad, depressed believer. No. 
the joy of faith. Well, I can tell I hit a chord there. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. Hallelujah. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. I'm going to stop right here, right now. One thing you've got to watch out for is allowing a spirit of heaviness to get on you. And it is all over the place in this world. Heaviness is everywhere in this world system. But what has he given us instead of the spirit of heaviness? He's given us the garment of praise and the spirit of joy. Well, how are you doing, Brother Mark? Well, I'm doing all right under the circumstances. The first thing you ought to think of is what are you doing under the circumstances? I'm not trying to be a wise guy tonight. But if you really look at it from a scriptural point of view, the circumstances are under us. Because Jesus, through the authority of the believer in his resurrection, has placed all things under his feet. Amen? And the head is Jesus, but we're in the body and we are the feet. Amen? Well, Pastor Mark, how you doing? Well, I, you know, I, just, I don't know whether I'm going to make it. You probably won't. <laughs> well, Brother Mark, aren't you, aren't you burdened about, you know, pastoring a, a large church and having a large mortgage payment? And how in the world? How, how in the world? How in the world? It's, it's not, the answer's not in the world. The answer's in the Word. Amen. How, how in the world? How in the world do you do this? How in the world do you pay $44,000, $45,000 a month mortgage? I don't. He does. Well, pastor, you must have great faith. I serve a great God. Amen? Well, I just don't know whether I can make it or not. You probably won't. Got to change the way you think. Change the way that you believe and change the way that you talk. Amen. Say with me, I can, I can. and I will. I will. I'll do all things, do all things. Through, Christ, through Christ, which strengthens me. Well, Raul, how, how in the world are you going to do it? How are you going to be able to go to the Philippines and, and be a missionary? How, 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 how can you do that? You, you, you don't have the money. He may not have the money, but he knows who does have the money. Amen? How shall these things be? Anybody ever had that in their thinking before? How shall these things be? Glory to God. Aren't you glad that you don't have to figure it out? You don't have to figure it out up here. Just believe God down here. 
and let God be God and every man a liar. Hey, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Years ago, uh, you know, Rima Bible Training Center is a huge campus down there in Broken Arrow. They've got, I don't know how many buildings, several buildings. And from time to time, guest uh, ministers would come and friends of Dad Hagen would come and visit. And he liked to take them out in a golf cart and take them around the campus. And uh, one guy said, to him, oh, Brother Hagen, you must be really burdened. All this campus, all, oh, and he says, I, he says, I don't mind to tell you the truth about it. I don't have a care in the world. He said, God told me to do this, and if he's not big enough, I'm just going to forget it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say it with me. My God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And you know, God will do it. And we don't have to lay faith hints for our brothers. Well, that went over big. <laughs> Nehemiah 8.10. Somebody lost their joy. <laughs> Nehemiah 8.10. Pull it back up there. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet. How many of you like eating the fat? Drink the sweet. Send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry for what? Let's say that like we really mean it. Say it. The joy. One more time. Now let's just laugh by faith. Ha. Ha, 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 ha. Glory. Ha ha. Somebody says, well, pastor, I've lost my joy. Well, it's time to rejoice. Glory to God. Some of you need to laugh. Just do it by faith. Ha. <laughs> Glory to God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And then while we're at it, look at Proverbs 17, verse 22. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brenda taught about shouting on Sunday night. You didn't lose your shout, did you? Glory to God. Proverbs 17, 22 says this. Let's read it together. A merry heart doeth good. What kind of a heart does good? A merry heart. A happy heart. Hallelujah. Keep your heart merry. And then K stands for knowing. Is knowing important? Look at John chapter 8. It's all right. You can laugh. It's good. It's good medicine. John 8, 31, 32. Knowing is so important. John 8, 31, 32 says, Then Jesus said unto those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall do what? You shall know the truth. And what will the truth do? Hallelujah. 
Knowing the truth brings freedom. In order for us to be strong in faith, faith, we must know the will of God. See, a lack of information can hurt us. Hosea 4, 6 says that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Misinformation and wrong knowing will hurt you. Jesus said this to the Pharisees. He said, making the word of God of no effect through your traditions, which you have handed down. Knowing the truth, staying in the truth, continuing in the truth. Hallelujah shall make you free. And then L stands for laying out of hands. We talked about that. But here's what Jesus said. These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 40, it says, When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he lays hands on every one of them, and he healed them. Woo! Glory to God. The laying on of hands. And then M stands for mercy. Say this with me. Praise you, Lord, for your mercy endures forever. Let's say it again. Praise you, Lord, for your mercy endureth forever. You know, that's a big hindrance for people receiving healing. They believe the devil's lie. Oh, you're not good enough to receive your healing. Well, the good news is this, is that God's healing power is an expression of his mercy. You'll see over and over again in the master's ministry, he was being moved with compassion. He was being moved with mercy. One day, two blind men followed him and they cried out for mercy. And what happened? He healed them. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 47, blind Bartimaeus cried out for mercy and Jesus healed him. Ten lepers came to him, crying out for mercy, and he cleansed them and he healed them. So the next time someone tells you that healing has been done away with, ask them if mercy has been done away with. Jesus healed people because of his mercy. Hallelujah. And then N stands for the name of Jesus. I said the name above every name. I said the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is our high tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Say with me, I have a name above every name. The mighty name of Jesus. I have faith in the name. I have trust in the name. In his name, sickness must flee. In his name, Devils must bow. Thank God for the name. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. The name of Jesus works in prayer. 
the name of Jesus works in demanding our rights in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's not demanding anything of your father, but it's demanding Satan and all of his cohorts to take his hands off your body, take his hands off your mind, take his hands off your finances. I'm telling you, the name of Jesus works in prayer. Jesus himself said this, Most assuredly, I say unto you, whatever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give it you. He says, up till now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy, that your joy may be full. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. The name of Jesus was used in the book of Acts. They said to that blind man that was begging or that lame man that was begging at the gate, beautiful. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. And that man got up, a lame man. He went walking and leaping and praising God. And God's no respecter of person. There's going to be some walking. There's going to be some leaping. There's going to be some praising God in this day, in this hour, as we activate the power of God. Woo, hallelujah. For the name of Jesus is the same today as it was yesterday. And the master is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's as much power in his name that there ever was. And you and I have been given a legal right to use his name, to use his name in prayer, to use his name in binding the devil, to use his name in loosing angelic forces on our behalf. Come on, somebody, raise your hands and say, thank God for the name, the name above every name. Woo, hallelujah. That man got healed at the gate beautiful and the religious people got upset about it. And religious folks may get upset about all the miracles happening today, but we don't have to answer to religious people. We need to answer to God. And they tried to find this man and they started asking questions. What in the world? Who did this and how did this happen? You know what the response was? Here's what the response was in Acts 3.16. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and whom you know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Somebody said, I've got faith. I've got faith in the name above every name. Philippians chapter 2. Let's look at that one. Verse 9 through 11. How many of you stick with me for a few more minutes? Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Notice this with me. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Woo, hallelujah. I think we ought to just stand up and shout about the name tonight. Stand up, everybody. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, brakasandalabo sandelelele mosha. Om ringishtele bahai. Glory to God. The name, the name, the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. Oh, mamba dijele brakasandalabo Oh, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be healed. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be quickened in their mortal bodies. Father, we thank you right now that your healing presence is in this place. That your healing power does flow freely in our midst tonight. Lord, I've done my best to exhort, to teach some, to preach some. But Lord, I'm going to strike while the iron's hot. I thank you that the iron's hot. I thank you that the faith of God is high in this place right now.